So welcome to what lyric with a capital Y? L. I I just wanted to mention the L. I took. I love the whole the 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 saying of I took the L. It's kind of. I know it's old, but I took the L in Chicago and made a took a snapshot of it and being like I'm taking an L. It's kind of funny. Why? Stick figure. You use it a lot when you're drawing stick figures. You use Y. As I do at least for arms. So why as a letter doesn't get enough credit. R ratings. Rate this podcast five stars or whatever you're feeling. Thanks. I enjoy doing this podcast and I hope you enjoy it too. C. It's in a Michael Jackson song and it started a great Latin phrase. Carpe diem. That stands for seize the day. Enjoy this upcoming episode. And welcome back everyone to What Lyric with a Capital Y. I'm John Hudson. Glad to bring you Season 2, Episode 4 of What Lyric. And we have a good one here today. We're going to bring you back to your math days. And we're going to hit the geometry section and go over some shapes. So our theme for today is shapes. And I'm not alone. I'm here with my fellow NC State student, Casey Norton. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be making my podcast debut on your show uh, my global podcast debut. I think this is going to do uh, great numbers for you. We're going to hit the next level today. Yeah, I really hope so, Casey. And Casey, we know each other from NC State. We're both communication majors, had a lot of class together. He's really cool. So over the next 45 minutes or so, you'll get to hear more about that. But Casey, why why did you want to choose the theme of shapes? Okay, so um, there's, there's one particular song. It's the first song I'm going to talk about today. Uh, shape is part of the, the the theme of that song and I've been vibing on it all summer and so I thought about what other songs could I talk about like what could I bring to a podcast so I, I did some research and I found some songs um, so A they have shapes but also B to continue your, your quest to expand the genre genre scope of, of your show yep that's good um, let's think you want to just dive right in there you want to pick one and start Okay, yeah. So uh, the first song I want to talk about today, the song is called Square Hammer, and it is performed by Ghost. Ghost is a Swedish metal band. Uh, This particular song came out in 2016. Um, And so I will go ahead and read the lyrics. Living in the night, neath devils torn asunder, you call on me to solve a crooked rhyme. As I'm closing in, imposing on your slumber, you call on me as bells begin to chime. Are you on the square? Are you on the level? Are you ready to square right here, right now, before the devil?
that's that's a good one. That's a lot of powerful things. Obviously, here our shape is square. So yeah, the 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 theme of the song it's called Square Hammer. Uh, the 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 square in this sense is a Masonic theme. They're talking about Freemasons, which is not something I have a lot of experience with. But from my research, uh, you know, a square is a tool that is used to measure ninety degree angles uh-huh, uh, yeah. and levels. Yeah, and levels yeah. are used to make sure something is on is balanced. So the song is saying, "Are you on a square? Are you on a level?" It's asking, "Are you an honest, you know, upright sort of person?" Uh, because they're they're getting ready to do some some black magic or something. But uh, <laughs> and, and and that's something that really attracts me to this song. It's devilish. It's kind of subversive. You know, I'm I'm not a religious guy or anything, but it, it's a lot of fun to me. Um, and I, I know we don't talk about the music a lot on this show, but it is it is a uh, a bop. It's a really good song. That's good. That's good. I like some of the lyrics. I like the the, it, the dark side of it. You can see as I'm closing in, imposing on your slumber. It's kind of dark there. Definitely, definitely a Absolutely. dark, but good, good song. Yes, sir. All right, I'll go next. I got. I think we're sticking with not metal but rock. I got Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Excellent. And the lyrics we have is, she eyes me like a Pisces when I'm weak. I've been locked inside your heart-shaped box for weeks. I've been drawn into your magnetic pit trap trap. I wish I could eat your cancer when you turn black. And then it goes into the chorus part. Hey, wait, I've got a new complaint. Forever in depth to your priceless advice. that's kind of i just thought i don't know i looked up some but i couldn't find much but it seems like this person is kind of stuck he wants to do the right thing but he's trapped he's, he enjoys the advice he's getting because apparently it's priceless i don't know that's what i get from that what do you think uh yeah well nirvana is known you know they're, they're the um the standard bearers for grunge back in the day and uh yeah. you know they're, they're known for their angsty lyrics or angsty feelings so you're, you're pretty spot on about that yeah, that's a good one. It's it, it kind of not repetitive, but the rest of the song is also, I guess you would say, grungy as well. A little dark, but especially good lyrics there. And if you have another one, we can just dive right into that one. We're going to yeah. back and forth about here today. Absolutely. We're going to keep it in the early 90s. 
my next track is It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Now, I can hear the comments already. Yes, I'm cheating a little bit. The song isn't about shapes, but the artist, Ice Cube, is a yeah. shape. So uh, <laughs> this song came out uh, in 1993. It was written around 92. So we'll go ahead and, and get into the lyrics here. Uh, just waking up in the morning, got to thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of odd. No barking from the dog, no smog. And mama cooked a breakfast with no hog. I got my grub on, but didn't pig out. Finally got a call from a girl I want to dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the door, thinking, will I live another 24? I got to go because I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. Had to stop at a red light, look into my mirror, and not a jacker in sight. And everything is all right. was on top of his game back in the day um you know very influential in rap and hip-hop he was part of nwa and he had a successful you know solo career before he went on to be an actor so you know props to ice cube uh and this is a song that's been a part of my life for a long time you know uh i was born in 91 so this is pretty a pretty ubiquitous song for me as far as like a 90s vibe it's very prominent in grand theft auto san andreas uh, <laughs> back in the day game. shout out grand theft but yes sir uh yes sir absolutely but getting into the lyrics, um, so this is Ice Cube's ideal day from when he was a, a young man on the streets of Los Angeles. And uh, a lot of people have tried to pinpoint, oh, what, what day exactly was this? But Ice Cube has come out and said, hey, this is, this is fictionalized. There's no precise date. But um, it, it's just clever to me. You know, Mama cooked a breakfast with no hog. Like he, he's not a fan of pork. Uh, he got his grub on but didn't pig out. So, you know, it's, it's very clever, very interesting uh, and then there's another lyric I want to bring attention to, uh, thinking, will I live another 24? So obviously Ice Cube, you know, on the gangster rap scene, he was, you know, a part of gangs and stuff growing up, very kind of violent sort of uh, life, something that I, I don't really have a lot of uh, basis for. 
But when I was a kid, I heard that lyric. I'm like, oh, does Ice Cube think he's going to die? He's going to live another 24 days. But I recently found out, I, I messed it up, 24 hours. But yeah. I recently found out he was about 24 years old when he wrote this song. So he's also wondering, hey, will I get another 24 years out of life? So, you know, it's very deep. It's a, it's a different, uh, different side of life that, uh, you know, folks see. But once again, just a, a fantastic classic song. Yeah, and you did a great job there doing what I always tried to do in this podcast, peeling back the lyrics more than just the surface level. That was a great one there. Again, Ice Cube. I don't know if I'm accurate about this. I'll look it up after. Whereas I don't know if Ice Cube sponsored the basketball tournament or not. It's like a TBT and they do 3v3, and I I feel like he sponsored it, but I'm not sure. I feel like he's the owner of that league. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. 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 So go Ice Cube. Absolutely. That's a good one. I don't know if I want to take it to a just a silly route or a rap route. Your choice. Uh, well, we just did rap, so let's bounce to something silly. All right, cool. We're going to go into this one. I have a lot of lyrics for this one because it's just hilarious and it's a short song. We have Nonagon by They Might Be Giants. So the lyrics we have is, everybody at the party is a many-sided polygon. When a guest arrives, they will count how many sides it has on. Standing by the window over there, there's a shape with four sides, so it's a square. And the one who has nine is looking fine, and its name is Nonagon. Everybody turns just in time to see the Pentagon arrive. Counting up the sides, it is clear the Pentagon has five. Chatting in the kitchen, we see. There's a triangle whose side's number three and is talking to the shape that has nine, who is known as Nonagon. Nonagon, Nonagon lets in a guest who has shown up late. Its name is Octagon, and its sides add up to eight. Turning the music on is a six-sided hexagon, and they all get in a line and do a dance called the Nonagon. Everybody at the party is a many-sided polygon. When a guest arrives, they will count how many sides it has on. Standing by the window over there, there is a shape with four sides, so it's a square. And the one who has nine is looking fine, and its name is Nonagon. Everybody turns just in time to see the Pentagon arrive. Counting up the sides, it is clear the Pentagon has five. Chatting in the kitchen we see, there's a triangle whose size number three. And it's talking to the shape that has nine, who is known as Nonagon. Nonagon Nonagon lets in a guest who has shown up late Its name is Octagon and its sides add up to eight Turning the music on is a six-sided hexagon And they all get in a line and do a dance called the Nonagon the Nonagon. The Nonagon. So yeah, that one's kind of crazy. There's like every shape possible, kind of, in that one. That is super interesting. Uh, I've heard of that group. They might be giants, but I'm not familiar with their work. And you know, that sounds like a, a really clever, really clever song. Like that, they're very, they're off the wall with their their references and stuff. So that's that's right on the the head for this theme of this episode. Yeah, they're off the wall with their references, and always also it's kind of commentary on like it seems like in this everyone's scrutinized. They're scrutinizing how many sides the shapes have, and it kind of 
reminds me of parties. Like you'll come in some parties, you just get scrutinized right once you walk in the door. Absolutely, the parties are chiller. So there's that kind of social commentary on that. And then the I like the octagon because it's like you barely missed the stop sign, even though it showed up late. <laughs> so that was good. Nonagon nine side didn't know that one. That's, I'm not a math person. I barely got through all the math. And yeah, I, I did not know what Nonagon was. So that, that song was educational as well. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It was entertainment, educational. And then triangle, the last thing they mentioned, a triangle. Like, what type? I did remember that from Calc. There's like eight, not eight, three different triangles. I think like isosceles. and different Isosceles, triangles. equilateral. Oh, yeah, there we go. See, Casey could be a math minor. He just doesn't. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> don't put that voodoo on me. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, so that one's a good one, really fun one. Take a listen to it. It's a short one again. You play it in the next party. Why not? Ask your friend if they're a nonagon or a square. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so what, we got three, four, four down. We're cruising through, and we have a lot more. Uh, do you have any more, Casey? I do. I have my. Uh, I have one more. Cool. So this is it. a song called uh, Parabola. It's it's almost like Parabola. Um, Parabola. The artist is Tool. Tool is an American rock band, but they kind of defy classification. They've been around since the early 90s. They've, they're still putting out music. They put out a record last year. But uh, the song is Parabola, so I'll go ahead and, and read the lyrics. We barely remember who or what came before this precious moment. We are choosing to be here right now. Hold on. Stay inside. This holy reality, this holy experience, choosing to be here in this body, this body holding me. Be my reminder here that I am not alone in this body, this body holding me, feeling eternal. All this pain is an illusion.
Wow. So this is a song I've known about for a long time. This is one of my favorite bands, Tool. They, uh, like I said, they're a rock band, kind of metal. They, they're very, they, they rock, to, to put it uh, subtly. But uh, this song means a lot to me because of that last lyric, feeling eternal, all this pain is an illusion. So whenever I'm doing something that's kind of hard, like physically hard, or if I'm in pain, I, I think that to myself. It's a way of saying like, hey, you know, this too shall pass. But um, so going back to the, the theme of the episode, a parabola is a U-shaped curve uh, from, you know, geometry or whatever. So Shout out to the, Calculus and Geometry. Yeah. Uh, the title, the title of the song is a is a play on words, um, and there there's some more stuff that's on this album that this song came from, uh, called Lateralist by Tool. But uh, yeah, this is one of my my favorite tracks. Yeah, like it has a lot of like you said the deep meaning. That's always great to find something that helps you push through hard times, especially right now in society yeah, and sure. the world for sure. So yeah, I got one more before we dive into some fun questions, not related for the podcast. But my last one I had to give my had to give Post Malone some credit. He does circles, so it's in the title. It's also in the song. It's not like predominantly a thing, but it's in there. So the lyric we have is "Seasons change and our love went cold. Feed the flame because we can't let go. Run away, but we're running in circles. Run away, run away. I dare you to do something. I'm waiting on you again, so I don't take the blame. Run away, but we're running in circles. Run away, run away, run away."
So that's just a, it was a good one. It's like, a, I thought of it as like a good and bad. Like this person is trying to, either trying to get away and they can't, or they're not getting away and they should, one of those. But yeah, and obviously the shape there is a circle and kind of hints at the patterns of, it looks like a tough relationship. But yeah, that's what I thought of that one, that Post Malone. Well, yeah, once again, you're, you're on the money with the theme there. Uh, Post Malone was so talented. He, he's very good at writing songs that get on like on the top 40 or songs that are very popular, very talented individuals. Yeah, sure. uh, and I just want to uh, bring attention to the, the Bud Light ads that he's been doing the past couple months. Uh, a lot of good physical comedy from him. He's, he's got some, uh, from some musical skill and maybe some acting skill, so. Post Malone, he's going places, that kid. That's good, that's good. I agree, for sure. Post Malone is going places that we haven't gone places already. Okay, this is a fun part. Or it's all fun, but this is a extra fun part. Not concerning lyrics, it's I just have questions and we'll spitfire them at you. But um, I don't know. I should know this. I know you lived different places. How many different places you've lived? This is leading to a question. Okay, so uh, I was born and raised in Lumberton, North Carolina. Uh, I, I spent some time in the army, so that kind of gives me different places. I don't really count Fort Jackson, South Carolina, but I do count Fort Huachuca, Arizona. I did some training out there. Yeah. And then I was stationed in Fort Stewart, Georgia. And then I was stationed Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina. So I, I lived on Fort Bragg for a while. I got married. I moved off base to Spring Lake, North Carolina. And then after I got out of the military, I moved up to Clayton, North Carolina. So that's uh, six places that I that I count. Okay, so from those six places, do you have a favorite food place or food item in all of those places? Okay. Um, I don't know if the, the one that places I'm, can count. I don't know if the food situation they, there. They like, do. You know, the, the interesting thing about uh, military bases is that there's communities that grow up around them. So it's not just army and troops. You know, there's folks that serve the troops and like their families have to go out and make a living. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. They're probably being affected by the pandemic, but there's this burger place. I want to shout out in Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's called Will's grill. They kind of specialize in pretzel burgers. Um, but uh, my wife and I, we used to go there all the time when we lived in Cumberland County. Uh, it looks like they are, they're, they're closed. They, they closed right now as far as like this time that we're recording, but I think they are still in business they are at uh, 4011 Sycamore Dairy Road in Fayetteville. Uh, Will's Grill is a fantastic local business. If you're ever down in Cumberland County, please give them a shout out. Yeah, nice. I'm always there for hamburgers. I'll have to go check it out if I'm ever there. That's for sure. And then you said, what was it? Arizona. Do you have any good food in Arizona? It has been a, a while since I lived down there, so I, I don't remember uh, anything by name, but there is some really good Mexican restaurants. You know, it's, it's right on the border with Mexico. Um, and there was a place that they made a mean Belgian waffle, but they got closed down. So unfortunately, I, I just do not recall the name, so it's not the best, uh, not the best guess right now. No, that'll work. You're good. That works. Belgian waffles are always good. And Mexican, I can go for Mexican. Was it Armadillo Grill? I think I showed you that downtown. Raleigh. Yeah, Shout absolutely, out Armadillo absolutely. Grill. Place is great. I'd show my other friends that. Some of them liked it, some of them didn't. I thought some of them were crazy. I was like, this is the best place ever. But anyway, so we go from food to interests. If I'm right, Casey loves the WWE. Give me the WWE <laughs> rundown. How you got into it? That whole shebang. Oh man. Okay. So we I'm got gonna, time. I'm put my, uh, We're already really early. So I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, 
I, I do I I I encompass more than just the WWE, but they are obviously the main player in the space. Um, back in the day, like circa 1997, 1998, my uncle, who's about 11 years older than me, um, he was a big wrestling fan, and his favorite wrestler was this guy called Sting. Well, at the time, Sting had this gimmick. His character was he was this kind of vigilante who would come down from the rafters. He would wear trench coats and he would like beat up people with a baseball bat. Uh, so at the time this happened, my uncle was an impressionable young man. He was like 16 or 17. He went out and bought a baseball coat, baseball bat and a trench coat and would walk around town and, and scared the bejesus out of people. So wow. I, I, crazy. Uh, it, it just rubbed off on me. Um, when I got old enough, my mom kind of started letting me watch it. And this was around 1999. So it was the apex of like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. So these, these absolute titans of the industry. So I go, um, I go back and forth um, over, the, over the year. Sometimes I'll be into it. Sometimes I'm, I'm not. But, uh, you know, I still like to keep up with what's going on today. Uh, I will shout out two guys that I, I like right now. Uh, in, well, I'll just say WWE. There's this, there's this guy named Adam Cole. He's a, a fantastic wrestler. He plays a, a bad guy, uh, but he's really good. And then over in AEW, which is a newer promotion, there's a guy named John Moxley, uh, and he jumps shit from WWE to AEW. But he's just—it's really good to see him do things that he wants to do. Um, he he can basically do whatever kind of character he wants. He's very passionate and very fun guy to watch. That's cool. It seems like that guy's very versatile. If he can do different things and i feel like that's something you need in the wwe is it's a sport and a kind of a performance type thing mainly a sport but you need versatility in every sport regardless so that's pretty cool so i'll stick with sports for my last question and throw it to you if you have any for me but sports i think we both like baseball so i'll I'll get my background on baseball and i'll throw it to you but I played baseball when I was – I did T-ball up to, like, till they told me I couldn't play anymore. That was college. But so T-ball to high school, I played a lot. I think I played third base for, like, the first portion of my baseball career. Then I shifted to second base. Then I shifted to left field. Then I decided I wanted to get in the mound because that was, like, the spotlight place. So why not get in the mound? So I worked hard to be a pitcher, and that was fun. I threw a shutout one season. That was awesome. Still probably the best athletic uh, – night of my life so that was pretty cool so now now i'm still big into baseball mlb needs to get their stuff together the players and the owners are fighting each other over silly dollars and not bringing baseball back which they should do if they can do it safely but i don't know what college baseball do hopefully that'll come back to you but yeah that's my baseball what what you got there for so i actually i played a little bit of baseball too when i was a kid um i i think i played outfield uh, it's, it's been a while. I didn't really stick with it. I, I kind of focused more on, on schoolwork and stuff. Uh, but as, a, as an adult, uh, I like to – well, I found out that there is a, a minor league baseball team about 30 minutes from my, my home here in Clayton, the Carolina Mudcats. Now, they are, hey, owned, go they are owned by the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, and my wife is from Wisconsin. So it's kind of like a little slice of home for her. So, you know, we go out there. It's like – uh, 11 bucks per person to sit behind home plate and get a big old pile of nachos uh, and you, you go out and watch a game. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, and they're pretty good. You know, they're not the bottom of the barrel, but they're not, you know, the top of the standings either. So they're a very – every game is, you know, live or die for them. But I can't wait to see them get back to playing uh, when things, you know, go back to uh, letting folks go in public. Carolina Mudcats, best baseball team uh, in, in Wake County. Yeah. <laughs> 
for sure. And then um, then there's the what do you call it? You got NC State baseball and Tario baseball. I don't know if that'll come back. That'll be spring. So if we don't get the second wave of the virus, there's hope for baseball collegiately. But who knows? But we went to a few NC State baseball games together. That was a lot of fun. Good to see that heckle some of the players can't scream. Yes, hear, yes, etc. So we had uh, a we had so many plans. You know, we were going to go see the Tar Heels play when they came to the Doke. Yeah, but, uh, no, you know, right? it, it it didn't didn't turn out the way it was. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, next year or maybe a year after that, I'll just tell you you have to come back. Yeah, <laughs> and come watch one. Let's see. I think that's all the questions I got for you. You got any for me while we're here? Hmm. Okay. Yes, I do. If uh, if you were trapped on a deserted island and you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life, what sport would you watch? That's so hard. You know I love sports. Oh. Um, do I get every tournament game for each sport? Oh, absolutely. So basically imagine uh well imagine you know, like you you have a TV and you have cable, direct TV, satellite, if I get, whatever. Yeah, if and I get you, the, you can watch anything that happens from now until perpetuity. Oh, okay. So if I get that and if the season resets every time and I get the tournaments, I'm going college basketball. College basketball. There's nothing oh, yeah. better than March Madness. There's a lot that's of versatility the there. Yeah. When they got rid of March Madness, I've never felt that bad in my life. Well, that, that's how you knew it was serious. When they're canceling college basketball in the South, you know, you got a problem. Yeah, for real. That was crazy. So, yeah, that's my answer. College basketball for sure. There's nothing better than college basketball rivalries and then the tournament. One and done brings out the best in every team. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, college basketball for sure. If I'm stranded on a deserted island, would you go WWE? I might go, uh, I'm, I might go baseball just that's to, uh, just to have a little a bit more variety. Too. You'll be, you'll be occupied. Yeah. Those games go a while and it'll, it'll take up some time until I can get rescued on that deserted island. Desert yeah. island. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, all right, I think that's it here for What We Look With The Capital Y. I'm John Lofton for Casey Norton. We are out from the Raleigh MC area. See you next week. Uh-huh.